Thank you for all coming. I'd like to read a short prepared statement. On the left side has today terminated the contract of usual host, Jim. The club, chairman and board would like to place on record the gratitude for the many puns and sarcasm that Jim has brought to the team over the last two years. And we wish him well for his future endeavours. But at this stage, we believe that we require a new man to take us forward and match the aspirations of the team and its fans. I'm very pleased to announce that man is me. This is On The Left Side, the alternative football show. Nias was caught there by Scott Dan. It's an exaggerated response by Nias, but the contact is there. Hello, I'm Ant, and I've been subbed in for this spot of football funny. Don't worry, Jim hasn't really been given the boot. He's just been sidelined for a little while with a rather unfortunate injury, but uh, doctors are with him right now, pumping him full of pain-killing injections, so we will get him back out as soon as possible, even if it's only for a meaningless international friendly. So, let's do this. If you're the sort of person that gets excited about football rules and regulations, then this week it must have felt like Thanksgiving, even though it was... This is because Everton's Uma Nayasi became the first ever player in Premier League history to be retrospectively banned after diving to earn a penalty against Crystal Palace last week. An FA panel decided that Nayasi had somewhat exaggerated service of slight contact from Scott Dan to win a penalty in what they described as successful deception of the referee. That just seems like an odd word to use in this situation. You see, successful is usually associated with good things. For example, um, I was successful in graduating from university. I successfully passed my driving test. I reckon the show will be more successful without Jim. Mm -hmm. That sort of thing. So by using the word successful, the panel are implying some innate positive connotations for, for something that is ultimately negative for the sport. To put it another way, you wouldn't have somebody up in court for... I don't know, successfully mugging an old lady. (laughs) Or maybe triumphantly having too much to drink, brilliantly getting into their car and successfully wrapping it round a lamppost. It's kind of giving a mixed message. David Unsworth isn't happy about the two-game ban. Everton fans aren't happy. And Niasi himself isn't happy. But one man who should be thrilled is ex-Everton Phil Neville, who called it right on Match of the Day. It was a dive. It was 100% a dive. There's a bit of contact, but he goes down trying to win the penalty. With Alan Shearer chipping in... I think it's a clear dive and he should be punished for it. And there you have it. Phil's honest opinion. And he's not the kind of man to just say stuff on a whim to create a reaction, is he? I'm sure when he was called into Sky Sports' The Debate as news broke that Niasi would be banned... He wouldn't have changed his mind one iota. I, I think it's an absolute disgrace, me. Why? Why? Because and if I was if I was a manager, the first thing I'd say is probably when he goes past him, go down. Oh. And that really is the kind of wavering uncertainty that is being mirrored by the Everton board right now, as they resolutely refuse to appoint anyone with even a hint of competency into the manager's job. Seven games after they gave Ronald Koeman the boot. Everton have lost five of those games, conceding 20 goals in the process. And all the board seems to have done in this time is drawn up a shortlist of three names of people they'd quite like to give the job to. A job which 
is looking less and less appealing by the day. Unless the three names on the board's list happen to be that of Jesus Christ, the Lord God above and the Holy Spirit, it's fair to say the club could be pretty fucked come the end of the season. If anybody from Everton's board is listening, may I suggest a fourth possible name for that list? Algerian national team coach Rabba Madja. Now, there's no doubt that Everton players could do with some tough love right now, and it doesn't get any tougher than this. Here is Madja talking to a journalist in a recent press conference. That's him there, the one shouting, That means, shut up. And it's in response to a question about the team's recent performances. How cool is that? You download a podcast just to get some football funny, and in the process, you learn a spot of Algerian. And if that's given you the bug and you want to learn some more, well, in the rest of that press conference, Madja goes on to call the journalist an enemy of Algeria and suggest that he should retire. All phrases which will come in useful on your next package holiday with EasyJet. It's quite a fiery exchange and rather unusual in a press conference. But you've got to admit, if he's acting like that with the journalists... It must be a bloody volcano in the dressing room. You can forget Alex Ferguson throwing teacups across the room. I bet this guy grabs hold of the kettle, smacks you around with the head of it, and then throws the tea lady at you. Well, let's forget about Everton and Phil Neville for a while and hear from another former United star, King Cantona. If you picked up any newspaper or clicked on any web article from the last week, you would have no doubt seen the headline, Cantona wants Pep instead of Jose. Treason! Was Eric, the king, really renouncing Jose Mourinho and saying he wanted Guardiola, United's arch-rival, in charge at Old Trafford instead? No. No, he wasn't. I love the, I love the man. He's a winner. He won a lot of things. I like his charisma. He's very clever, intelligent, psychologue. Take all the pressure on him, yeah. I'm sure he will win. He already won things for United, and he will win even more things. And I love Guardiola too. Would you rather Guardiola was managing Manchester United than Mourinho? I said it before. Guardiola against Mourinho, it's like John McEnroe against Bjorn Borg. Both of them are great. Oh, the bastard. How could he slam Jose like that? Calling him great and saying he loves the man? What a git! What I did like about that interview he gave on the BBC was this little bit. Do you still watch football? No, I see some games, but I'm not interested. I, I follow Manchester United now. And there we have it. Eric truly is a dyed-in-the-wool red. And just like every other Man United fan you've ever met, he doesn't watch all the games, and he most definitely isn't from Manchester. <laughs> Even with the damning praise of a former legend, Jose is still enjoying a pretty charmed life in Manchester, which is more than can be said for another former Old Trafford employee. David Moyes hasn't really seen that uh, new manager impact. 
that some would have hoped for in the East End. But things are improving mm, slowly. If nothing else, you can guarantee that the former Everton, United, Real Sociedad and Sunderland boss must have learnt some valuable lessons from the various disasters he's been captaining over the last two years. After all, I'm sure that if the captain of the Titanic ever had the chance to sail again, he probably would have been overly cautious of icebergs and you'd hope that Moyes would have a similar attitude when choosing his new job. For example, when he took charge at West Ham, he was all too keen to address his former failings and what went wrong, particularly where his stint in the northeast at Sunderland was concerned. I've said that. For me, I didn't do enough due diligence. In which case, he surely must have gone through his potential employment at West Ham with the finest, toothiest, fine-tooth comb. And he most definitely wouldn't have been caught off guard by the rumblings of discontentment and mistrust between the board and the fans that's, well, been ongoing for a good few seasons now. Would he? Well, I want everybody to be together and be united and and help each other along. I wasn't here, I'm not aware of, of... any problems before I came so I wasn't made aware of anything I was a little bit surprised when I heard it I've got to say so I want them behind us I want to give the the, the team every chance of winning oh David oh well even though results haven't really gone his way yet he does seem to be really 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 rather excited about being back in football management David Moyes kicking every ball Miles out of his technical area now. Almost looked like he was going to come on the pitch there, shouting on instructions for this free kick. And with that lovely mental image, I think that's full time. That's it for now from me. And just like with Daniel Sturridge, no one knows for certain when Jim will be back. It could be Thursday, it could be next Monday, it could even be right now. No? Oh. Okay, so it wasn't right now, but it could well be one of the other two. And if you are really worried, you can either send Jim some flowers, which he won't be able to smell, or you can subscribe to the show in your podcast app, and that way you'll be the first to know when he's back. I'll also keep you updated on Twitter at On The Left Side, but until next time... Taisez-vous! 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 Prenez votre retraite! Laissez la place aux jeunes! Relaissez la place aux jeunes! Well, I've got to do the credits as well. On the left side is written and directed by Ant McGinley and Jim Salverson for Abrupt Audio.